Yeah, I scored a low on that as well. What'd you guys get? <laughs> I want to go first. Can I go first? How's <laughs> that face? I thought it would be a low, but I I got a medium. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a high. <laughs> Don't worry, I see you. I see you putting in the work shirtless. You know, on the court on Instagram, or you know. I'm bad and bougie. <laughs> I fucking hate you. This dry streak might end if that's what you're referring to. This voice and it says, I know you know I'm here. Why are you, you ignoring me? Are you smelling you burnt toast, sir? I asked her, oh. Yeah. Oh, so, There's no way you could speak to them dancing that hard and so passionately. You know what? <laughs> I really may regret this. We just rushed Welcome on back to, a to call. the podcast. We just rushed this. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, you can I start being like... fake now. Yeah. Okay. All right, start being fake. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, cool. All right, Hi, welcome hey, back to my yeah. YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> he hijacked it. <laughs> Hello, Hi. ladies and gentlemen. This is the I May Regret This podcast. Today, we're joined by Kanal as always. Kanal, how's it going? How's it going? I'm going, going fine. Yeah. It's I going real good. <laughs> It's fine. Well, how's it going? Are you gonna answer or what? It's Just going swell, gonna... man. I'm actually, uh, you know, got a lot going on. Got a, got a busy mm -hmm. schedule ahead of me, but. You know, nothing's more important than just kicking back with the boys. And so, Liam, this is the, the fake podcast thing that we were talking about. So nothing's more important than just, you know, kicking back with the boys and chatting and gabbing. And I'm just so happy to be here and I'm okay. I'm okay, you know? Uh, yeah. So I, I will say again, I'm sorry for being late. I don't mean to add stress to your your, your busy schedule. That's all good, man. Schedule. Yeah. But I do want to introduce returning guests. I'll get to you next book. Returning guest, Liam Baig. How's it going, Liam? Going good, man. I don't think um, I'm going to speak in the YouTube voice that Kanal just did with the, hey, like, welcome back to the I May Regret This podcast. Uh, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> Fucking like, comment, and subscribe. This is not YouTube. So sorry, but is anyways. this still fake, Liam? Or is this you're actually being genuine now? I, I don't know. Or is being fake, know. like... You know, because like fake people are also like trying to be genuine too. So like you never really know at the end of the day. Maybe right? maybe I'm ingenuinely genuine, or am I genuinely ingenuine? <laughs> Sid, <laughs> how's it going, man? Returning guest Sid as well. I'd like to introduce. How are you doing, dude? I'm good, man. How are you guys? I guess. Yeah, I guess we're all stressed and uh, fake and weird right now. All right, Daniel. Between co-hosts, this is perfect. Which guest are we more excited to have back, Liam or Sid? There's only one that we can pick. <laughs> we can't say, oh, I'm happy to have both. Nah. Well, I think like, I really just only care about having myself on here. So at the end of the day, oh, like, let's go. As long oh. as people, as long as people hear my voice, you know. What do I, mean? I sense? Do I sense narcissism you there? Absolutely. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, what an interesting segue into the, the oh. today's episode because. I got all three of these dudes to do a couple narcissism tests because I know on a previous episode, we did a psychopathy test, which is like testing how, how many psychopathic tendencies you have. And unfortunately, we had very little canal and I. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, there's some big shooters in this, uh, <laughs> in, this in this round. That's a... That's um, a poor choice of words there. It's <laughs> really strange. Oh, shit, yeah, it's okay, in strange yeah, how yeah. you said it was unfortunate I mean, that bigs, we weren't psychos. Some... He goes from 
talking about psychopaths to talking about big shooters. Jeez. So. Yeah, I mean, oh, is it not a toy lady song? <laughs> oh no, it's called Shooters. Never mind. You can I'm actually see Daniel already start to regret everything he's opened up yeah. the show with. Well, yeah. that's the name of the game, right? That's why we're here. <laughs> I do want to um, set the precedent right away because I, I feel like narcissism in the way most people view it, or at least most people, the way most people think about it, it's like a little bit negative. But narcissism actually on its own is is more of just neutral. It's, it's more of just a trait than a, a negative or positive thing like there's good things about it and bad things about it so i want to set that precedent just so we're all good with like this possible scores we're going to see here but i wonder what you guys think uh as far as like predictions go like did you get what you expected to get because i i did and i was disappointed honestly uh i i i need to check honestly i didn't look because i wanted to surprise myself as I oh really the episode, yeah. okay that's I awesome just wow. took the he, he didn't do the test he didn't no 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 i have the screen <laughs> right here but i just i haven't looked yet like I'll, okay I'll that's write... that's perfect lima yeah. what about yourself um well i think like for me i was i was kind of shocked just given the two tests that you sent me to do mm-hmm. but in a way i think like I'm also happy. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe oh, without good. giving away my results. Yeah, yeah. Sense. Okay, we'll get to it. But I'll, I'll leave I'll leave it at that. Because I, I felt like going into this, Sid kind of came on this last minute. But I'm not going to – I don't want to reveal anything. But I just had a feeling going into it That's that Sid was a Canal, Canal, Liam, and I <laughs> would all generally be in the same score range. And Sid would be different. So that was my – Sid's I don't a psychopath. Know, <laughs> no, 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 this is narcissist. Well, I mean, the other one has a bit of a psychopath thing. I definitely don't think Sid's a psychopath. So let okay, let, let me let me uh, explain. I disagree with you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> let me explain what so. the no, no. Well, let me explain more with what these mean. So there's one test which is just a 40 question uh, quiz, and it basically gives you two options: like, are you a natural born leader? Or, or sorry, like it's two statements. I'm a natural born leader or um, I don't see myself like a leader. Like that's like an example of something you would see. And based on which one you agree with more or like one that suits how you view yourself, how you view the world, you choose that one. And then out of 40, basically um, you get tested and the closer you are to 40, the more narcissistic you are, the closer you are to zero, the less narcissistic you are. And the average is like 15 out of 40. So most okay. people get a 15 <laughs> out of 40. And then the other test uh, has, it has three things. One is narcissism, which is the same thing. It basically means excessive self-love, basically. Like you really love yourself um, to like an excessive extent, extent, right? And then there's Machiavellianism, interestingly, which is basically how like cunning and manipulative you are to like get your way sort of thing. And then the third is uh, how much of a psychopath you are, which basically I may be getting this wrong, but the way I interpreted it was like, essentially how much emotion do you have? Cause like psychopaths pretty much are putting on masks and completely lack emotion. And that's why I said, I really don't think Sid's like that. I think Sid's very emotional. <laughs> what the fuck dude. Get owned dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that as a bad thing. I mean that as a great thing. I think okay. I think I would well whatever. I won't say anything. Kiss about me that. then. Show me. Show me me, man. 
Uh, dude, after her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so then if you think that the three of us would be in the same bunch and Sid would be the one outlier, I'd like for us to start with Sid's results then. And Fuck then that. Our way oh, from no, there. <laughs> I want to hear what your score was, bro. What'd you get out of 40? I think it would be good for Canal to go last because we don't actually know his. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I do know mine now. I checked now that you. Oh, you fucker! That's not cool. But I and only checked the first one. It? I didn't check the second one. I just, okay. I want to hear. Okay, why don't we all just say our scores first, and then we can dive into it. I just want to get that out of the way first. Okay, so so, the, so this okay. is the one out of forty, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Let's do the one out of forty first, and then we'll get to the other one. So Sid, drum roll. Thirty-two. <laughs> I have a, okay, let's let's go through the rest of our scores, but I have an interesting insight about that. So, uh, Liam, why don't you go next, and I'll, I'll say mine. So I actually got forty out of forty. Bull fucking shit. Wow, I am like, no, I actually, I actually got an eight out of forty. Whoa, jeez, an eight, yeah. Okay, I got a ten, Danny. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What did you get? If you had to guess. Because you thought you and I would be in the same range, and I told you that I, I very much disagree with that. What, where would you think, would you put me at, at around the same range as you? What, what do you think I got? Going into this, and I thought you, Liam, and I would all score around the same low narcissism. Like, right. I would see you at like a 10 like me. I, I think you and I are like in this way, which is interesting that you predicted that we were different. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got a 20. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Real shit. I did not expect that. I was expecting a 25, to be honest. For me? Yeah, just with the conversations you and I have. Yeah. And like some of the petty shit we do. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, like, nah, this guy's got to hit like 25, 100%. Damn. Okay. Well, the the interesting insights I had was that, I mean, it's out of 40, but the highest rated, because this is like a Dr. Drew thing. He's like a very um prolific uh you know like podcaster and things like that like he he does this with celebrities and stuff um and the highest rated celebrity was a third was a 34 so like a 34 is like a very high on the narcissism and like i assume it like an eight or a 10 is like pretty fucking low but the average is is 15 so both you like can all you and sid are above average narcissism but like it's to the nth degree with Sid, i suppose <laughs> which is interesting wow i really real shit i did not expect that so did it were you surprised by that or did you expect that you're asking me yeah uh for me personally i wasn't surprised um actually so i see that they break it up here into like different categories yeah yeah so what and the saying? parts of where so my vanity and entitlement were low which i expected my what is exhibitionism uh, your your um affinity to being nude. Okay, yeah, that was I'm, low. Is it literally <laughs> nude or is it like exposed in some way? I think it's exposing your body, but I mean, yeah, we like, can like nude in this case. Specifically your body though? like not Yeah, just... yeah, specifically yeah, your body. Specifically wow. body. Yeah. Okay. How comfortable are you around the mirror? Do you stare at yourself a lot? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, right. Can all you right. say you don't oh, do that? 
I don't. I don't like I so and so then the way I you know go about that. And actually, I think Daniel even talked about this on, yeah. a, on, not, on an episode not <laughs> too long of... ago. I um I I you know I have no problems or like you know body confidence issues or anything. However, I don't really spend a lot of time looking at myself in the mirror. I will when I'm getting ready, and then maybe like if I'm going out, definitely I'll, <laughs> I'll take multiple glances before I leave. Or something like that. Otherwise, on an average day, no, man, not really. I don't. I don't really spend too much time in front of the mirror. Yeah, it is. Know, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Think- we just talked about that because my vanity was is medium. So like, even though I scored fairly low, I scored higher than you on vanity, which makes sense because I think I answered the questions that were like, "Do you do you like look at yourself in the mirror?" Um, right. I like to uh, like I like to show off my body. I chose no for that, but the ones where it's just like I'm looking at myself and I like all those ones i chose yes yeah what what were you gonna say no i was gonna say that like it's interesting but but i think canal brings up like a good point right i feel like at least with with myself or or the assumption is with 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 you daniel or or even canal i think like when you're going out you definitely do spend like more time like obviously glancing at yourself in the mirror but then there are other people like you know in their day-to-day where they may be i don't want to use the term like self-obsessed but you mm. can definitely see that like <laughs> they're more interested in like, you know, <clears throat> you know, looking at their body image and, and you know, being all about that. Right. So right. I, yeah. I, I think it's just, I think it's just interesting. Right. But especially yeah. I find too, that there's some people out there that, that are really, you know, good looking and they, and they don't care about that stuff. And then there's like on the other end, I don't want to call anybody ugly or anything like that, <laughs> but you know, and then there's other people on the end of the spectrum where it's like they may not be the most glamorous <laughs> person, right. uh, but but they're still like you know looking at themselves in the mirror or, or like you know they they might be an exhibitionist where they may be more topless than somebody else might be, right? Mm. So it's, it's, it's interesting to to view these scores for sure, or like and understand where you are on on that spectrum. Well, so, and so the, and then just to quickly reel it back and then answer your question, Daniel, the reason why I wasn't necessarily surprised, um, what drove me up, I'm assuming. So my score for uh, authority was high and there were a shit ton of leadership oh. questions throughout that test. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. really what drove me up. Wow. Um, okay. So authority was high. Superiority was high, which I guess I didn't. Like it literally expect. says high. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I can answer the superiority one from our I don't two have a single high. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> we, we kept giggling <laughs> at certain points when Liam was talking to us because there's certain keywords in there that made you uh, react <laughs> on the video call here. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think I, I, I'm glad, Sid, we have you on this one because I feel like I was going through this test and I just feel like we, Sid and I have always talked about, and I bring this all up all the time with Sid, is that um he's the type of friend where I don't think he's like me at all but and I think we're in life or just any way you look at life we're on sort of the opposite ends of the spectrum and like we kind of meet in the middle so to speak like he'll meet he'll tell me something about the way he views the world and it'll be completely different from the way I view the world and we kind of like take that from each other and a lot of these questions here is something that I like felt low on these scores but then I like through I've grown to be higher in these scores because of you, because I take certain things from the way you think. So I like was doing this test and instantly be like, Sid is going to score way higher on this. (laughs) (laughs) Were you guys surprised with my 32 rating? Absolutely not. I, I knew it was going to be high. That's 
it was pretty that's pretty fucking high i didn't think and it was, that is that pretty high. high yeah and my, and you my, know sorry go ahead no sorry i was just gonna say my guess for you was gonna be a 30 hmm. what was alarming to me was the only reason i'm at a 32 is because of act actively made changes in my life so there were there were a lot of those <laughs> questions where i was like wow if you asked me this 10 years ago I definitely would not be scoring or answering it this way. Right. It's, right. Especially, especially the ones where it involved like other people. It took me, I want to say maybe from ages 17 to 23 to learn how to love people around me. Mm -hmm. That took, that took, that, that was a learned skill, but, but it showed me a lot of um, the beauty and like humanity. Like it now feels really good to, elevate people and love them and like there's something really magical there but that was learned that was learned yeah. that was not something i was born with so that's why i say if like i had to answer these questions like maybe 10 years ago that would be a lot closer to 40 like i'm telling you like i my eyebrows were raised at some of those questions because i was like fuck what's my knee jerk here because this is yeah. this is you know what i'm saying were you were you ever answering them and disappointed in what you were answering because i felt that where like I wanted to answer something different, but I'm like, honestly, man, if I'm being truthful with myself, it's this one. And I didn't like it a lot of the times. There were maybe one or two, but I got to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of it was kind of neat because I was one uh, evaluating my growth, but also realizing like I'm in a pretty good place. Like there's mm. I, considering the score I have too. I'm like, I'm probably not going to change a lot of the things that I answered on there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting you brought that up too, because I, I feel like the same way, um, like if you ask, it's, I worked really hard to get to the point where I have a positive self-view of myself and I like looking at myself in the mirror. That wasn't always there. Like I developed that over time because I really um, looked deeply into myself and realized I was making myself unhappy for no reason by not by had like being too humble in a way. Um, so like you, like you said, like if I answered this years ago, I'd probably be at like a, a four or some shit. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff here that I, like I had to work on to be more balanced. So in a way, yeah, I am kind of proud of that, but I, I honestly would like, there were some answers there. I was just like, fuck man. I actually wish I was more narcissistic because in my view, it's brought me a lot of freedom to be more narcissistic and uh, and happiness to be more narcissistic because I have a positive self view. And like, I realize that things in my life are changeable. Uh, like I, I can provide direction for myself as far as where I go. And, you know, like the, the world just doesn't have to like control me. Yep. So a, a yep. lot of that stuff is like narcissistic views. And I think they're healthy. So, you know, the one that um, where it's like, it breaks everything down, authority, self-sufficiency. Interestingly enough, self-sufficiency, I'm at a medium because so that's, that's where my emotions come in. I need to, be, I need people around me. Like I need, mm. um, I'm, I'm a social person. So, you know, a lot of the traveling has been a lot of alone time, but it's comfortable. I'm getting used to it. So I'm definitely more okay being alone, but I'm not gonna, I'm never going to say that I'm comfortable being alone forever. Do you know what I mean? Right. That, mm. That's kind of where I think that's a medium. Exploitiveness. That one was, it's a medium. Um, exploitativeness. Yeah. Okay. Exploitativeness. I right. Yeah. I think it's, right. bas it's basically similar to like the Machiavellian so thing. I brought that's, up 
that's the one I was worried about because reading those questions, I was like, I am more than capable, like very capable of being manipulative, like extremely capable, but it's an active thing I don't do. Like I recognize mm. when I'm about to do it, especially when offering advice or something like that. And I'm just kind of like, nah, you know, you gotta, you gotta, this needs to come from this person and you need to really facilitate. <laughs> like it's, yeah. so especially when I'm facilitating like solutions and things like that, you know, it's just like, um, I gotta, I gotta be really careful and make sure that I'm not inserting myself in and I'm not <laughs> making a bias kind of go somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. So Liam, uh, oh, sorry, I I didn't, I thought you were done. My bad. The last thing is just the entitlement, which is incredibly high. And that's never going (laughs) to change. That's that, that won't change. But, but I've really channeled that into my social work because I'm like, well, I want really good things, but I want everybody else to have them too. So I'm going to fight really Mm. hard so that people get what they want because I want it that bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's great because I mean, if you're a leader in this world, you need to ha- you need to be narcissistic. And I think that a huge difference between good leaders and bad leaders is um, good leaders actually want what's best for the people and not just themselves. Um, and you're kind of both. Uh, and I think that's basically the only way to do it. If you're going to be a leader and want what's best for the people, like that's ideal. Because um, if you don't, if you aren't narcissistic, then you kind of can't become a leader in some ways. Well, you know, and hold you back. I want to rope you in here too. And, yeah. you know, a lot of the reason I find success in team building and leading teams to success is because I want it bad enough. So I make my team want it bad enough. Yeah. Right? Mm. That's where their entitlement comes in. Yeah. And when we talk about sports, Kanal, you know how important that is. Why, yeah. why is Michael Jordan the greatest? Because he fucking wants it. Yeah. If you don't want it, you won't be it. It wasn't just a personal want or a desire that he wanted. And I think that was like the one of the coolest parts about the documentary is you didn't just see the self-absorbed part, but you actually really saw how badly he wanted it for his team. Like one of the parts that I, I won't fucking talk about the last dance and turn this into that episode, but one of the craziest parts about me is he talked about a lot of shit that he went through in his personal life. He talked about his dad dying and he was stone cold talking about all of that. The one thing that made him cry in the entire documentary was talking about winning and getting <laughs> his team to win and showing his team that he cared. That's what made him cry out of everything he talked about. That's, that's someone who fucking wants it. That's not someone who's putting on an act whatsoever. So, yes, be entitled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, well, actually, I want to open Liam real quick because I feel like we come from sort of that same place of being lower on the scale. Liam, you said you were like um, surprised, but like happy with your score. Yeah. So if we're talking about the the same Dr. Drew test, like being an eight, it's, it's, it's interesting just because like, as I'm like looking at these categories right now, my score for authority is low, but then in a way it's kind of conflicting with like superiority, which is a medium. Right. And I kind of like, mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is because I feel like they go hand in hand. Um with 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 authority it's like i don't i don't mind taking like that backseat or like being that person on the team that's contribute or support somebody or even like in a in a personal relationship right like i don't mind being that supportive person but then on the flip side of it too it's like i i think it's like as i've kind of grown in my career or looked at at different opportunities like while i'm in my professional line of work it's kind of like yeah like i i do kind of also want to be like I don't want to say superior to somebody in another way, but I mean, it's always good to, 
kind of, you know, continuously grow and, and have like, have your efforts recognized. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, being, being able to have somebody look up to you and, and be that role model or, or like inspiration. But yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just conflicting to me. It's, it's interesting. Right. Yeah. I think, um, cause I have the same thing. My authority is low. My superiority is medium, but I, I think the, like the way I interpret that is authority is basically your power over people and superior order is more of kind of like a measure of how you view yourself versus other people. So you could still like, um, like, like in a, in a work meeting or something, right. Or in a team at work, you have a manager and that person has the authority to provide the direction, but, and you listen to that person and you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go off this person's direction, but you still don't think, this person is superior over me. Like they don't get to tell me what to do because they're better than me. They're just providing a direction for us to, to do this. And I provide a value in, in a different way. So like superiority, we're all even here, but um, you know what I mean? Like the authority is not there from my point of view, because I'm not like providing direction for anyone, if that makes sense. No, so, that, that definitely, that definitely makes sense. Right. And I think like, I, I kind of viewed it like from more so like of a, like in a professional environment, more more so than a, than a personal, because I, mm. I don't think that like my authority over somebody like personally, I, in my opinion, like I, I don't view that as something that I would find correct. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think like everybody is entitled to being their own person, and who's to say like I should have you know quote unquote authority over somebody else? Right? <laughs> yeah. your, your your actions are your actions. My actions are my actions. Right? Yeah, that's... I mean. That's why we scored the same, man. Because I I kind of think the same way. I, I don't even think we're right in that necessarily, but um, because there's certain things you do have to give yourself credit for to be like, I'm really good at this. Like I know this really well. If um, if I could provide that direction for people, it would be better for them. Like it would possibly benefit their lives. Uh, so I think it's good to to have that in certain points. Like uh, personally, I, like I'm. That's one of those things where it's like. I wish I scored a medium on that because I feel like uh, I'm not giving myself enough, enough credit in that sort of way. And I think people would appreciate if I took more authoritative roles in, in certain parts of my life. Yeah, no, I got, sure. sorry, sorry, sorry. No, please uh, Liam finish up and then I'll, I'll jump in there. Yeah. So I, I think I would agree with you too, Daniel. I think it's like, in a way I don't give us give myself enough credit sometimes. Like if somebody performs well on a task or, you know, if I tell somebody or give somebody a piece of advice and that ends up working out for them, or, you know, like they are successful at what they do, just given my direction or quote unquote leadership. Right. I kind of like attribute that to, or attribute their success to that person themselves. Right. I kind of like, I don't think, that that person is successful because, you know, I gave them that, that piece of advice or like, you know, I provided them that leadership so that they, they could go get that opportunity or, you know, succeed within that opportunity. Right. Mm. So I think like, in a way I kind of do wish I, I do take a little bit more credit for myself, but you know, I think like naturally that's just how I am as a person. I feel like I'm, I'm more like selfless. So yeah, I, I feel that same way where uh, like I, I was born a five and I worked hard to get to a 10 sort of thing. Like the, the way I interpret all these things, I I think it's great to be balanced. I think like canals had a good, like a healthier area. I'm sure you could like adjust some things, 
Um, or maybe it doesn't even matter because at the end of the day, these are all kind of just traits. But yeah, um, yeah I, I guess the way I view the world, I'd like to be a little bit different, but um, ultimately balance is good. fine with it. Balance is good, but don't forget a fundamental human property. We work together. So it's important to have skew, personal mm. skew in any one direction because you can fill a gap that a team needs. If you're too balanced, you're kind of useless working with a whole team. You want to you want to have people that have their strengths. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I hate to bring it back to sports, but MJ no, needs a center. <laughs> you love to bring it back to sports. I was going to say, I'm glad he brought it back to sports. <laughs> MJ needs a center. MJ needs a point guard. MJ yeah. needs a, you know what I'm saying? And um, actually, please, um, I, I don't know if I heard this correctly or not. I just want to confirm before I want to offer just some perspective. Uh, one of you said, I don't feel like um, high in authority because if I don't know, like if I'm not a subject matter expert in that area, like I feel uncomfortable kind of giving them direction on that. Did, did I hear that correctly? Like for both of you? I mean, I didn't say it that, like that, but I would definitely agree. I don't think yeah. like I would be the, the person to ask if I'm not a subject matter expert on something, if you're asking me for that specific area or topic. Yeah. Right? Like uh, I kind of agree. I don't know if yeah, someone said that specifically, but I, that is the way I think the way I approach situations is ultimately, you know, like I've learned things for myself um, and certain things work for me, certain things don't, but I don't know what's best for you is kind of how I approach every situation or at least that like that's my initial approach and then I might after should respond to that i want to chime in on that as well <laughs> so so a couple of thoughts yeah personal experience so i do a lot of things out of spite i'm sure people close to me really know that like like it really you know lights a flame under my butt <laughs> and um and and i thought i'd be a good leader if i knew everything like i you know if i'm uh if i'm working with I don't know, a doctor, maybe I need to be a doctor. So I know my shit. Or if I'm working with, you know, a tradesman, I need to know my trade. So that the thing I learned, though, is you actually will get a lot more done. If you let people be the experts, and just lead. If people are asking you a question, it's because they recognize that you do something well in your realm. So they're asking you to see how you got to where you are in your area of expertise. And the leadership is you sharing your personal input on how they can do that potentially. Because you remember, everybody's working on their craft, something that, that's very dear and near to them. But when you're alone all the time, you, you lack outside thinking and perspective. So when you see somebody else doing well at their craft, you ask them and say, okay, I know our crafts are a little bit different, but you're in a good place. What did you do for yourself? So when people ask you guys for advice, that's why that's that you got to have some confidence and know that it's almost a compliment. When somebody's asking you for advice, they believe that what you are doing for yourself is working. So yeah. they want to know. So they want to know what your thought process is so they can maybe apply that to their craft. So you definitely are. You have the authority to be a leader Once someone's asking you advice because they are viewing you as a subject matter expert in your own realm and well, they could apply Sorry, real quick. That's interesting. But I guess it also depends on, I mean, this is kind of specific to boil it down to this, but like how solicited is the advice? Um, because if it is solicited, I think at that point, you're given the authority because you're like literally someone's asking you. But if 
that's not given to you. I, I never go out of my way to give anyone advice. I'm like, oh, I guess they're fine. Like, I don't know what's best for them, whatever. Yeah, but if they're asking for it, it's like, all right, well, let me apply what I know to help them. Well, well, think about why I ask you for advice, right? And maybe, maybe I'm just gassing you up a little bit here, but because um, I think, yeah, I really look up to you because you got your shit together for whatever you care about, right? Um, so there are a lot of times where I'm like, fuck, Daniel, Dan, Daniel, you should jump in here and you know, steer us <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, you, you, you'd be surprised. And I guess I'm saying that because you know Liam and Dan, both of you, don't. Um, Give up an opportunity to develop a skill. Jump in every now and then and, you know, try and steer the ship. Because you, you'd be surprised at how much people look up to you guys. Yeah, yeah I no, that, I, I appreciate that. No, for sure. I think I think it's true, though. Like, I think it goes back to the whole giving yourself credit thing, right? And I think at least I don't want to speak for Daniel, but at least for myself, I feel like I don't give myself enough credit sometimes, right? So I think that's like what always circles back to myself. And then, you know, I have like all these thoughts around you know if i if i give somebody a piece of advice right in terms of what i think may work for myself or for them and then it ends up being unsuccessful um and that result is not favored in a way i feel responsible for that does that make sense Mm. yeah yeah um but nobody gets anything right yeah, well, no. oh, that's a that's a really so, interesting point, actually, you just so, touched on, because half the reason you don't want to give yourself authority is because you don't want to be responsible for things when they don't work out. You're like, you put that responsibility on someone else. It's like, well, I mean, it, like, you don't want to be in a situation where you give someone advice and it doesn't work out for them. You feel you feel that wholeheartedly when instead you could just say, I don't know what's best for you. And then they're on their own. And then that way you like, you don't have to you don't have the risk of something going wrong and that living on your conscience. Exactly. So, exactly. And I feel like I've been in the, those situations before, like where somebody has always come back to me and, and, you know, said like, Hey, well, you know, you told me this and, you know, it, it, it ended up working out like the complete opposite way that I wanted to go. Right. And then they'll kind of like ragdoll me around with that decision and say, you know, like if it wasn't for you type of thing, like I could have been elsewhere or, you know, like this wow. would have happened, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So I think like that in a way too, like has, emotionally scarred me and that's kind of like why i steer away from that um i i think it's just i think it's just like an interesting thing like as i continue to like grow as a person i feel like there is so much more that i could offer but then there's a part of me in like my past that's like okay man like something has happened before where somebody has told me otherwise and it just even makes me lack more confidence that way right This is why narcissism is important. Um, and this is why it's a needed trait in leadership. Okay. So first of all, that situation you went through, the, the person that came up to you, total, total BS. That's just bullshit. Yeah. Right. A- anytime you ask for advice, you need to understand that you're asking a person removed from your situation. So yeah. if it doesn't work out for you, but you still ask for advice and you plan on acting on it, that's not the other person's fault. Right. They were offering a perspective that was outside of yours. And that's what you wanted. Okay. So if it didn't work out, that's completely on you. Um, so not, not you, Liam, the person that approached you, that's, that's total dog shit. Um, I say dog shit a lot nowadays. Uh, <laughs> sorry. What I was going to say was, and, and this is, you, you, you can take this advice only if you do want to be a better leader. What makes a strong leader is you make a fucking decision and you stick with it. And if you're wrong, then we move on to the next one. But if you're right, great. Let's go on. 
you have to understand that progress is taking a step in any direction. Somebody is mm. asking you for advice because they are tired of standing in the same position. Right. And the right, wrong decision, that's a perspective thing. But as long as you're taking a step out of the area you've been standing in for a long time, that's why someone's looking to you for advice. If they fuck up or if the decision you made is wrong, now we know we don't step there again. We take another step in another direction. But, but leadership is making things happen and sticking with it and taking punches to your chin. I have a couple things on, on that. Um, to really, from what I've just, I think actually witnessed a lot in my experience and even from something that was said uh, when you guys were talking, I think it was something Daniel said that I should have wrote down to remember, but I already forgot. So let me know if this reminds you. But <laughs> from what okay. I've noticed, I think a lot of people to at least from my perspective, misunderstand leadership by combining concepts wherein you think that in order to lead, you need to be the smartest person in the room or not to bring it back to sports, but in order to lead a team, you need to be the best player on the team. That's not true. I think there's, I think there's a, a beauty in, in recognizing your strengths, regardless of your knowledge in, in the particular subject matter. There's several times where people who I consider to be significantly smarter than me have come to me for advice, for question, for direction. And at, sure, I might not be particularly knowledgeable in that subject matter, but they're coming to me because I think they've recognized that I have a skill or an ability to give that sense of direction or give that. Sometimes it's even just being able to be calm in a stressed out situation. And in someone, someone who might be the smartest person in the room might just start to fold or crumble in a situation like that. They might not be able to think rationally. And you need a leader who can guide you through situations like that. And I think that, I, again, I don't remember who said it, but I don't really think that knowledge and leadership should be tied together. And obviously, in a lot of different contexts, you need to have particular some knowledge here and there to be a good leader in, in order to have some knowledge on the subject matter. But you don't need to be the smartest person in the room at all in order to be an effective leader in that situation. I think um, the more I've tried to become a better leader over, over time, one of the biggest changes that I've personally felt that I went through, and it goes back to what you, you guys were just talking about, is I have no problem taking responsibility for fucking up and saying that, yeah, I said, let's go this route, and I was wrong. Because at the end of the day, if I was given the option to do it again, I would 100% answer the same way I did the first time if my gut truly felt like that was the right way to go about it. Because when it goes right, I'm not going to shy away and say, yeah, that was my decision. So I have, no, I have no right to do that if things don't work out the way I want them to. I think accepting what I feel is the right way to go in whatever situation I'm in is, is that's, that's been one of the best things that I've felt I've, I've been able to adopt kind of mentally is even when it goes wrong, I just use it, it no matter how shitty the outcome of that wrong decision is. It, it's, I, I've, and I've been saying this on a lot of recent episodes. It's just, I'm taking so many things like that as literally just learning situations now. And I know it's cliche to say, yeah, if you mess up, just take it and learn. But I mean, literally that's what I do. And I feel like that has made me so much better not just as a leader, like to even take it out of that context, just as, as a, a, a rational person, someone, whenever I'm trying to problem solve in a school context, in a work context, in an emotional context with, with the people, I think that there's obviously a reasonable fear in not wanting to mess up and just leave it in someone else's hands to make their own mistakes. But 
you're only going to get better in situations like that if you put yourselves in the situations where you fuck up and maybe actually you 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 send someone down the wrong direction you send your team down the wrong direction it's extremely unfortunate and and it's it's a failure that a lot of people don't including myself and I'm sure including millions of people that it's a failure that people just don't want to experience but sometimes it's what you need to build that character to build those skills to build just to build that internal recognition is is by far that has been the biggest thing for me is that internal recognition and you brought up a good point there too, Kanal. If you really think about it in like the most simplest terms, I feel like for growth and, you know, even like aspiring to be a leader, you have to have those fuck ups, right? Like hundred percent. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't make mistakes or, you know, if you don't have like those quote unquote wrong decisions, you won't necessarily know what's right either. Right. Right. Because yeah. if you, if you keep suggesting something and things just keep going right, what's going to happen one day where, you know, like something actually does go wrong. Exactly. People, people might view and say, you know, like, or may have this perspective of saying like, man, this leader knows exactly what they're doing all the time. Like, I can't imagine something going wrong. And then if something goes wrong and shit hits the fan, it's like, you know, you've had so much continued success making decisions. And then that one decision that you made goes wrong. Right. Your whole, you know, like the perspective of that person might completely change. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I agree. And, and, and again, to, to really, sorry, just to quickly reel it back to your situation that you brought up where you, you know, you kind of gave, gave someone advice. And I think that is, that's completely different than what I was referring to. I think that person was just relatively insensitive at that point. When you give someone advice, like Sid said, you're emotionally removed from that situation. And it's also advice. It's not a demand. Like you're not, you are not telling that person you need to go down this direction. Yes or no. And yeah, again, if you gave them advice and it wasn't the best advice, sure. I would own up to that, but for them to kind of pin it on you the way they did, I think that's just, I've really, I've personally, thankfully never experienced that, but I just think that was, you know, that was the wrong way to go about it from that other person's perspective. And there's more to it. The person coming to you has a very biased version of the story they're telling you. Mm -hmm. So you're going to work with the facts you're given, right? So that's, uh, sorry, I just want to throw that in there too. Yeah. Everybody is biased. Everybody's biased. Yeah. 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 No matter how unbiased you try to be, it's just, you tell your version of the story. Yeah. You always do. Yeah. And I think, I think it's important too, like, you know, like when you're, when you're giving advice that you try to be as unbiased as possible. And I, I try to do that in certain situations, but you know, again, at times, like I mentioned before, it does come back to bite me in the ass, um, yeah. especially with like certain people coming back to me. But I agree. I agree. I think like really back into the whole leadership piece though, um, growth is so important. Right. And I feel like without fear of growing, you're not actually growing. Um, and and those 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 traits and qualities that that you aspire to to want or have, there's always going to be like those challenges or like roadblocks in the way. It sounds like such a typical like HR answer, but <laughs> that's that's just kind of like my. <laughs> no, I mean it's the truth. That's just like I mean, the lean, lean into what you're good at, dude. HR, you gotta yeah, Sursky. Bring that perspective. Yeah, right? it's uh, it's interesting from, and I, I was thinking of this while while we were all gabbing about leadership. Um, something I've realized in the past couple of years, especially working with Sid and the stuff we do outside of work, where a lot of times Sid will take a leadership role is I've had to kind of step back and be like, I can actually add more value here by actually just being able to take direction and, and actually materialize something with that. Because, you know, like we, we, we've been saying, um, it's a great, it's great to have diversity of thought. And 
for me to be trying to say like, oh, don't like tell me what to do. Like, you're not better than me, like whatever. Like that will actually be so much more uh, successful as a group together. If I just step back and be like, damn, I could really do a lot here with uh, with this direction. And it's been like a, a kind of like a humbling experience to kind of lean into the fact that, you know, I'm the type of person to get a 10 right now. And it's not worse than someone who scores higher. You know what I mean? Like someone who I think it's easy for people to idolize uh, people who are leaders because they have a lot of power and success and a lot of eyes on them. Right. But um, I think it's more of a challenge to view the people under them as just as good, if not better, or, you know, to idolize those people as well. So I've had to kind of do that in my own and it's been interesting. I, Most leaders are bad. They're awful because anytime there is a situation where you have to look at a leader and be like, oh, fuck, you know, they're so different than the people that work for them or whatever. And they're constantly in the spotlight. You know, if I'm that leader, I look in the mirror and I say, what are you doing to elevate your people? Because if you're not doing that portion as well, if you're creating this inequality of perspective, inequality of even your salary, you're not a good leader. You're not taking care of your people. It's actually interesting that you, sorry, finish up your thought there, Sid. Well, I was just going to say, so you're doing half the battle. Like I'm glad your company or organization is doing well, but your people aren't taken care of. Mm -hmm. They need to be in the spotlight. Take care of them. It's interesting that you actually mentioned that because I was having a discussion with somebody at work the other day and, you know, leadership was, was actually something that was brought up a lot um, recently. And it's true, right? Like, I guess I'll, I'll say first and foremost, like your, your team is nothing or like a leader is nothing without a team, right? Yeah. People that are individual contributors to the team are actually what make up majority of the success, you know, whether it be in the organization or whether it be for that specific team, right? And without your team, there's nobody to lead, which means that there's no work to be done, right? But I want to reel it back there for a second too, you know, you brought up people there and like, you know, engagement with them and and whatnot. As a leader, I think like, it's so important to do that with, you know, with whoever you're, you're speaking with or communicating with. But then also somebody had told me that, you know, my job as a leader is to actually, you know, elevate people. And, you know, a good leader would, you know, would see the strengths in somebody on their team, you know, continue to push them and, and set goals for them. And if, you know, if that means at one point in time, they leave for another opportunity, you know, to better themselves, you shouldn't be upset about that. You should actually be, you know, happy that, you know, they're continuously going after success and, you know, wanting more for themselves because eventually one day that person's also going to become a leader, right? Or at least they're trying to aspire to be a leader to somebody else, right? There's so many different things I think that come into play with like knowledge transfer and, and whatnot, but it really hit me when I heard, you know, we may be peers right now, but, you know, if I have like this team lead title and, you know, you're technically working underneath me as a, as an individual contributor, trying to elevate you. And, you know, if you one day somehow surpass me, you know, I should be, I should be thankful because, you know, like my work and efforts went into making that happen. Yes. Right. But that person was also, hungry enough to go get it right so i think like i think it's a compliment to, to both sides there that's that's saying if you're a good leader though there's obviously mm-hmm. you know leaders that try to keep people underneath them 
right yeah. and have that superiority yeah. or like that authority over right. them for as long as they can right and it's sad at the end of the day kanye and um virgil <laughs> situation yeah. Yo. yeah real you quick know, though I, actually um uh, sorry finish your thought i i would like to because we're getting kind of late there's a couple things i want to touch on so well there's a second test too yeah well i want yeah, that's what i was saying i kind of wanted to get to that i i always joke with dan liam i'm always like bro i am kanye you are virgil but i'm gonna put <laughs> the script here <laughs> i'm gonna put the script here i want to make sure that you know you, you know that you deserve that job not me and i'm not gonna feel salty about it because you're the talent not me right it's crazy shit dan's uh, my virgil i'm his kanye i'm his kanye but yo on a real note who's a better leader though kanye or virgil i mean listen kanye is a born leader but he's not paying attention to the right things and he's got things that he needs to deal with i don't i don't know i think he's lost a bit of self-awareness right there's that's the that's what disappoints me right when you when you can influence folks and you see some of the issues taking place in the world and you're not addressing them with your influence and leadership it's worrying to me yeah i feel like uh kanye would be a better leader if his worldview i feel like his worldview and his health have deteriorated to the point where he's kind of lost it a bit um and i think he has a lot of uh potential to be a great leader but it gets lost because yeah, I think he's not in a good place right now. And it's crazy too, because anything I feel that Kanye does within like, you know, the music industry or even like from a fashion perspective, people go nuts over it. Right. And he has so much sway over so many different things. And it's sad to see, right. Like that's, that's something that could be like a natural born leader. Right. And I think, I think he's more than capable of doing it. Right. Like, look at, look at how he made, you know, I guess like his Yeezy organization go to like what a billion or something like that. Right. You don't, you don't just get there overnight. Right. Like you have, you have to be a leader at some point or, you know, have those traits to, to be successful like that. Right. I also think Kanye is also narcissistic as fuck. So yeah, extremely. Yeah. It's probably like a 38 or some shit. That man would score like a 45 out of 40 on this test. (laughs) If that was possible. I think he would though, only because he'd wear like a badge. Like, I don't know that he'd honestly answer the questions. Like, I, like he would, I feel like he would answer it to get a 40 to be egregious about it on a podcast. Right. And then, the, yeah, right, right. But isn't that narcissistic in itself? I was going to say, kind, <laughs> kind of, of yeah. yeah. So maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> like Real quick, I, I do want to say, I don't want to interrupt, but this what I've just been staring at this one trait because I wonder if anyone scored high because I wonder what this means. Exploitativeness. Because I feel like that's all kind of different from what we've been talking about. We, I also feel like we've been talking from a professional standpoint, especially when we got into leadership. But this one is just like literally showing off your body, right? Is that no, you're, you're talking about exhibitionism. Oh, I'm talking about exhibitionism. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Sorry. That's, that's the that's one with the body. So which is it? Is it the exploitation? Sorry, I meant exhibitionism. That's what I meant. Like, did, did anyone score? What, what, what did you guys score on that? Because I got a low, but I was... I don't know. I scored. I, I chose the answers where I was like, I like to look at myself in the mirror. I think it was more just like the stuff. I don't like particularly care of showing that showing myself off. Yeah, I scored a low on that as well. What'd you guys get? 
<laughs> you want to go first? Can I'll go first. How's that face? I thought it would be a low, but I, I got a medium. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a high. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I see you. I see you putting in the work shirtless. You know, on the court on Instagram. Or, well, maybe. You know, yeah, maybe that's just it. Like that. That type of stuff is a direct translation of that. Yeah, Dude. but I, I'll I'll never lose it because I was very out of shape and I always wanted to have a good looking body. And this is one of those like unhealthy things. It's not unhealthy because I love I I am in love with the progress. Like I I'm looking at a lot of my stuff. But at the same time, it's also like, I know why I'm working out. Like I know because I am the product. Yeah. I, I am the product that I'm selling all the time. So if I'm looking good, hair's good, eyebrows are good, glass are good. My body's like sculpted. People are going to take me seriously. It's just how the world works. I hate to say it. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I just like, because I'm so low on that, that's why I want to pick someone's brain who's high on that because it's just not my instant thought to want to maybe it, it just goes back to kind of like um how much you seek attention do you want to be the center of attention things like that because i always chose no for that like i don't like uh, my center of attention ones were always yes <laughs> <laughs> Same. I, I, as i've as i've grown older like i said and i've worked on myself um i'm more comfortable being in it but it's immediately like first instinct is to be super uncomfortable when there's eyes on me like I'm super uncomfortable. Um, and that's why good or bad attention, um, it makes me anxious. So like my my first thought is to get rid of that, whether or not like, you know, I have a good body or not. Because, you know, we've talked about that before where like, even when I have a really good self-view of my body or whatever, I'm like, no, I don't want to take my shirt off. Like that all people like look at me and have thoughts about it and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't want to drive that attention to myself. Um, no, it, it is an attention thing or like, I'm almost preparing to be center of attention all the time. So I'm like, I got to fix my posture because I got to look good at all angles. I got to mm. take care of my body. Because, and, and I hate to say this to you guys, but over the past two years, you know, and I hate to admit it, even at the border and things like that, people trust me more because of how I present myself. It yeah. sucks that that's how the world works, but that's the game I'm playing. Yeah. People just take me more seriously because of how much, and and I love that I have this journey too. Like when I do, I'm not going to say if, because I'm going to get that body that I want. It'll take some time. Sure. But I'm going to get it. And people are going to say, okay, he put his mind to it and Mm -hmm. he got it right. And he, and he looks great now and it'll inspire some confidence too. I imagine. Um, but yeah, I know what I'm doing. I I definitely, it's, I'm curious though, Sid, who are you, uh, what are you trying to get this body for? Is it for yourself or is it for the world or like the perspective of others? Be I like both, I guess, right? Yeah. And I also like really like good looking things, right? I'm like, well, I have a body here. Like, I mean, I've bought products. I've bought things specifically on how they look. And I literally have said this thousand times over and over again. I almost don't care about functionality. How good does it look? Yeah. Right. And, you know, now, now. That's also why I don't, but this is my personal opinion, but a lot of the hype wear and stuff, I'm like, I, I don't think that looks great. So yeah. I'm not. Well, that whole, that's actually so interesting that you said, like, I don't care about how much it works. Like, um, how good does it look or whatever? Like that's, that's your view. And that makes sense. Sense that I'm the opposite of that because we were talking about this before. We're like, I think, I don't think people who get their teeth whitened or whack. I think that's, that's cool. People are doing what they, they want to feel good. I think that's great, but I just think that I think it's dumb that we as society 
view that as attractive and I do too. I like, I look at a, a person with white teeth and I'm like, Oh, you know, they look healthy. They look attractive. They look like they have their other shit together. But like, I think it's like the going to the functionality aspect of it. It, it appears like you're healthier, but whitening your teeth fucks up your teeth. <laughs> it's the opposite effect. And it appears to do, it appears to make it healthier. So that's why I think it's dumb, but you know what I mean? So that, I guess that's, it's the way we view the world is why I do want to clarify something though. Like I hope this doesn't come off as an extreme view because it's not, it's very more nuanced. Like my thought process, I know how the world works, but I also recognize beauty in functionality. Mm. Right. Like I really do. And it's not, it's not such a binary thing for me. I'm definitely on a spectrum with things. Yeah. But the reason I'm so fixated on my body per se is because I know I've worked a lot on my mental and my personality. So I'm okay there. Um, you know, that's still an ongoing process, but I have that figured out. But for my body, it's like, why not be obsessed with it? Because you're going to get healthiest result anyway. You're going to have mm. more functional limbs. You're going to, you know, yeah. focusing on posture is not a bad thing because you're preventing pains down the line and eating healthy. Why not do that? Why not? And, and- uh, yeah, to your point, I'm on the spectrum as well. I don't have the op. I don't necessarily like you're not on the top and I'm on the bottom. We're definitely in the middle somewhere. But because I because I agree, like, as much as it is great to be functional and healthy, like, if you can't see it, then you're losing a major aspect of that. Like, okay, sure, you can be healthy and blah, blah, blah. But if you look like shit, <laughs> you know, objectively speaking, um, it doesn't feel good you know there's value yeah. in there's value in that right i think everybody wants to see like results in themselves right yeah. if you yeah. if you're if you're constantly eating like vegetables all day or you know like you're you know you're you're on your keto diet or whatever the fuck is the new fad nowadays like if you don't see results in yourself then you automatically you know associate that with like failure right or you automatically you know in this case i guess body shame yourself right which i feel like a lot of people tend to do um and there's, and there's so many different factors that go into like, you know, working out. I didn't honestly even know that before I started working out. Like, you know, like one of the reasons like why I started getting into it um, prior to COVID was because I personally saw like myself having like a little bit of a gut and people would be like, oh, Liam, like you're so skinny. You're so skinny. Like, yeah, it looks like I'm skinny, but like underneath like my clothes, it's like, I see myself with, you know, a bit of like a stomach or whatever. And then I personally didn't like that. And that was just more so for myself. Right. Right. So as soon as I started seeing results, it was kind of like, yeah, like I am proud of this right now. But if I saw nothing yeah. over the year that I worked out for, like the year and a half, I'd be like, well, this is fucking pointless. Like, what am I even doing this for? Like, yeah. I might as well have just continued eating the way I did or, you know, living my life the way I did before. Mm-hmm. Right. And to, to really back in with, with Sid there for a second, I think it comes to like function versus aesthetic. Right. I think everybody else is on a different perspective or, or you know, part of the spectrum there people find beauty in things that are aesthetically pleasing to look at while other people might view it as like, wow, you have this Supreme chair. This looks like fucking (laughs) ass. I'm glad that we spent $400 on this chair type of thing. You know what I mean? Like it it serves the same purpose as like me buying a chair from Ikea, you know, just with hype, hype wear, like, or like a hype beast um, tone to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would spend $400 on a chair, but my aesthetic is like, give me some handcrafted, like genuine leather. Right. Like, yeah, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like I like love that shit. shit. Right. But I mean, right. like, again, that comes down, you know, 
that's preference yeah. that's preference mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i don't think that's more so like functionality versus aesthetic there i mean like right. aesthetic does what play type a part. of aesthetic yeah. it's like what type of aesthetic do you want right i think like you when you described it you know like if something looks really nice but you don't give a fuck about like how it works functionally that's that's more so like you know how do you how do you view something are you really looking at it like for function you viewed it for like function like or you know aesthetic so here's a good example. The this the new Samsung phones, I'm like, fuck, those are nice. They like they're really thin, they're really sleek. But then I'm like, holy fuck, Android is so awful. Like I, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. But 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 I gotta but I have to stop and think, right? Because my brain knee jerks. I'm like, fuck, that's beautiful. I wanna see what that's about. I don't wanna cut us off. But, but we, are, we are getting long and I just want to know what everyone's test results were. I do want to, yeah, test. <laughs> I really want to know. I was waiting to jump in there. I'm so curious about the second test. Okay, so why don't we do this in reverse order last time? So Kanal, you go and then I'll okay. go, Liam so, and then Sid. Narciss- so, okay, yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just list them all off. Narcissism, okay. I got a, it's at a four, right? Uh, I'll, I'll explain how the scores work after, but I just want to like, just put the numbers out there. So you have the trait and then the score. So narcissism was a 3.4. Uh, Machiavellianism was a 1.6. And how do you, is that, how do you, psychopathy, psychopathy. Thank yeah. you. Cause I was going to fuck that up. 1.4. Interesting. Okay. So narcissism, I got a two mm. Machiavellianism. I got a 1.8. So mm. much is slightly higher. A bit higher, yeah. Than Canal. Psychopathy, I got a 0.6. Wow. Oh, so you're yeah. not a fucking psychopath. That's nice. No, I'm not. <laughs> Sid, you better not disappoint me, man. <laughs> Liam, <laughs> Liam, Liam, you go first, Liam. All right, yeah. So for narcissism, I got a, I got a two. Um, a Machiavellianism. Jesus Christ, I butchered the shit out of that. It's a 2.4. <laughs> oh, high so oh, okay. far. Yeah, and psychopath. What? The, how the fuck do you say it again? Psychopathy. 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 Yeah. Jesus Christ! Come on, can all I butchered it? Don't so. worry. Yeah, don't worry. We're in the same boat there, pal. Fuck <laughs> these words are long, man. One point <laughs> one. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay, okay. And then Sid, come on. I want to see some big numbers. Really need you to go, save me here, go. pal, because I have the highest <laughs> fucking psychopathy or whatever the fuck it is right now. No, so. actually, Kanal, you and I have almost the same score. Really? Let's hear it. Wow. So 3.2 narcissism. I, wow. Whoa. So can I go uh, higher there? Huh? Okay. So the reason, the reason why I looked at this, I think I scored low er than Kunal here because you see the end where it says um, their narcissism will later lead to extreme difficulty in developing close relationships. Mm. That That's mm. not me. Yeah. That's not me. I can, I can build like an, an absolute magical relationship from scratch. Like I will put in that, <laughs> I will put in that work. Yeah. Like, I have that ability to do that. Oh, interesting. Um, Machiavellianism, uh, 1.9. I think Kunal had 1.8. Uh, wow, I had, no, 1. I, I had 1.6. Dan had 1.8. Yeah, 8. I had 1.8. Oh, okay. And, and psychopathy, 2.2. So, so you are a psycho. Here's the, You're a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I wanted so, that. So here's the thing. Those were the questions in this test where I was like, if you asked me this five, six years ago, it's different. It like it'd be different. higher. Right. It'd yeah. be higher. Okay, so little context on the scores here what's awesome about this is that you see the percentile like this is why i wanted to this is why i wanted to dig into these stats here because i'm in a really low percentile for all of these so really i think they're all out of five so narcissism and i i've like i want to i want to say it's all of them but i know for a fact the first two out of five and a high score 
like a high narcissism, a high Machiavellianism is like a 3.8, 3.6. That's high. It's actually out of four, Daniel. Yeah, it's out of four. It's not out of five. Is it? It's out of four. It scores between zero and four. Okay, true. Well, fuck me. Then maybe that averages off. By the way, you can see the percentile next to him. So I, I'm in the bottom 20% for narcissism, bottom 15% for Machiavellian, and psychopathy, 1% percentile. Damn. I thought that was fucking crazy. Good I'm in the bottom you, one. That's why I really wanted to know where you guys were with the percentile. Like, are you guys more on the average from what it says there? Uh, just for narcissism. Narcissism, I'm at an uh, 84 percentile. Uh, but then the oh, other two, uh, Machiavellianism wow. and psych. Machiavellianism in the third one, eleven uh, percent <laughs> to nine percent. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm seventy four, seventeen, and twenty six. Huh. Yeah, mine is twenty, thirty five, and four. So I think, like, out of all of you, I would be the most. Uh, I have the tendency to be more manipulative and deceitful. So oh. fuck with me, I'll fuck with you guys back. <laughs> He'll do it in the Bro. shadows, though. They, well, you know what's crazy? I wonder if, like, the tests are skewed in some way. Or maybe we're all just kind of like-minded in the, the psychopathy way. Because it says the percentile is the percent of other people who have taken this test you score higher than. So I score higher than 1% of people, basically, yeah. is what this is saying. And for the rest of you guys, it was like the max was like 9 or 20 or something. So the fuck does that mean like everyone else that's taking this are getting way higher scores there um, that's confusing I that's why i was not- that's why i was confused i was like i can't believe i'm in the bottom one percent that's fucked see i did a lot of reading on i, I believe it's called art of war or something like that from machiavelli so i forgot what the book's called art, art of war is sun Tzu. um there's something similar with machiavelli right machiavelli did some shit um it was something to do with the prince and basically, okay, this is just a really uh, dog shit. You like that term? This is a really hey. dog shit explanation of what this book is. But from what I understand, it was basically a guidebook for a prince to basically do these certain things to get whatever he wants. So like, oh, here, here's exactly what you need to do to get whatever you want, basically. So that's why Machiavellianism is like being manipulative and cunning to like get your way. So I read that stuff. I, I know the story. I read it because I know I can do it. But I really want to prove to the world that I can be a good human and make real change. Because you need to have some traits. History has told us where you can do some real shady shit to get it your way. You know what I'm saying? To instill your vision on the world. And like for me, it's like I need to recognize this when I'm seeing it in other people that may have opposing thoughts and ideas. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you need to like like, know your enemy. (laughs) Well, and the thing is, you know, to get something done, I know that I have the capability to employ some of those tactics, but it's just like, I'm not going to do that because there's, there's, there's a way I want to try it out where everybody benefits. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? You don't have to do shady shit. So like you you look at, and and I hate to bring, you know, politics. Actually, I don't hate to do that. Um, But if you look at the United States and why they've got a lot of their power, it's because they've been doing shady shit. They're imperialists, right? They've got a lot of control over resources in different parts of the region. And, you know, they've held other countries at bay. They've overthrown different philosophies and things like that because they were willing to do shady shit. And it's like, how can we as a, as a world get together and not do shady shit? Can we stop bombing other countries to make our philosophy you know, liked and wanted 
right? And that's kind of what I want to prove in my lifetime here that you can do that. You just got to have conversations and things like that. So it's really hard work to buy people in the right way, as opposed to ruling with fear and force and bombing the shit out of people. Right. And, but you got to know how evil a human being can be because it's a real thing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're, um, influencing people, pushing out this vision that you want, you need it. Like, because of the fact that that evil does exist out there, I mean, we're calling it evil. I guess it is kind of evil. Um, you also need to be in the world to some extent to know how to deconstruct that also. Cause like, it's like your vision is not going to happen. Um, you're not going to make change unless you can de- deconstruct that. Cause that's an inevitability. Humans are humans. And some of us <laughs> are manipulative, you know, especially the ones that get to like are very successful and all sorts of stuff. They're just fast tracking, right? In their lifetime. The idea you want to have is, you know, two generations from now, the work I've done has benefited humanity. Not, I've done the quick shortcut way, burned some bridges, and now I'm famous in my lifetime, right? And I didn't really make sustainable change. I just made like immediate change, whether it was good or bad. But, you know, how do you instill community thinking in people? And how do you say, okay, we can start this journey now, but just be okay if you don't see it in your lifetime. Right. Just be confident that you've laid down the framework for the rest of humans to, to that's, that's sustainable long-term thinking. And a lot of these people that are quote unquote successful, just take shortcuts and mm. it doesn't do anything in the long run. This is cool stuff. I think it's uh, I think I like that we did this test too, because we all scored pretty low for Machiavellian. Well, except for me, I guess. Regardless. <laughs> well, I got you get? On the Machiavellianism, I did get a, sorry, I bring it up here. I got a 2.4, right? So. Oh, nice. Well, what's the percentile though? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So um, you score higher than 35%. That's pretty significant. So most, so most people score higher than you i guess but i mean like in the context of right? what am, am i fucking that wait am i fucking that up no i'm pretty sure that's true if you if you score higher than 35 percent of people then 65 percent of people score higher than you i'm i guess i'm speaking like in the context of like within this group here right, right? but I'll, i mean ultimately I we're think, like a small sample size i don't know? think the percentile goes no. up the higher you go though i think it's just the average on what the what the average results come down to the point being is that I'm more manipulative than, or I'd have more tendencies to be more manipulative than this immediate group yes. right here. Yeah. yeah. Good catch, <laughs> that's, Which that's, is terrifying. <laughs> and, you know, like, just hit, like listening to some of these conversations, like, I don't know if you caught me laughing a bit, but it, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that quote unquote evil within me. Right. Hmm. Um, it's like, I'd be like, I'd be like the complete opposite of like what Sid just talked about. Right. I, I wouldn't say like, I don't believe in certain things or like, you know, like I don't, you know, I definitely want to be like a good person. I, I think I am a good person, but I think my manipulative traits or, or senses come out when I'm dealing with somebody that's almost equally as manipulating mm. or, that's you know, interesting. Like I, or I see what? them being like a person that has negative traits or, you know, I don't, I, or ill intentions. I for sure definitely you like manipulative traits yeah. would be would come out when i see somebody having ill intentions yo that's right. sick have, like, you like you, you like weaponize it for good yeah so, <laughs> i th- i think it's because like you know like i've 
had it done to me before in the past. And it's something that I've actually developed since we graduated high school. And it's just, it just happens wow. to be like some of the people that I've talked to. So it's recent, right? More, yeah, more, it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent recent. It's definitely due to like past experiences. It's kind of like, I hate to use these terms, but you know, if you like, if you're going to fuck with somebody else, like I might as well fuck with you that way too and see how you like it. Right. Mm. And I, I think like in a way I hope it's for the good, but then, you know, sometimes it also bites me in the ass where like results aren't what I want. <laughs> and yeah. again, if you think about it too, like that's me being manipulative right there. Huh. Right? like i try to i try to manipulate those results into something desirable that i want and this is more so like from definitely like from a like a personal standpoint definitely not like a professional at all um but but yeah i think there's times where you know if i see somebody being a bad person and like i know they might be a bad person towards me i'm like no nah, like we can play this game we can definitely play this game let's just see how <laughs> oh we can square up see. buddy let's can, yeah. yeah yeah let's see how manipulative you really are though you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like an, it's it's kind of entertaining to me in a way, almost. You know, um, do I do I really at the core of myself condone that type of behavior? Absolutely not. Why not? But it's, but it's fun as fuck, though. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's and we're here I'm, to have fun. Of course, I'm here to party. Welcome to the party. Hey, good Welcome track the by uh, PND. You, you mean Pop Smoke? No, I mean, also the by, party by PND. PND or, yeah, yeah, they're both good. They're both good. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think it's time we wrap up. I feel like we could have talked about this for like another fifteen hours, but I find this down? stuff super interesting. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna give listeners listeners a break though. So, um, if you guys want to try this at home, you can Google the dark triad test, which is the one, which is the one with the three of them: the narcissism, Machiavellianism, psychopathy. And then um, for the first one we did, the narcissism out of 40, you just Google Dr. Drew narcissism test. And you should find it. Uh, Dr. Drew, like D-R-E-W. Um, yeah, let us know what you score. If you score higher than Sid, please let us know. If you score lower than, uh, who got the lowest? Liam? Liam, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, let us know if you're in the middle. Keep that shit to yourself because I don't want to oh, like, come on, I, I, I don't want that jealousy in my life. Like, uh... <laughs> anyways, I actually have more points on that about how I want to be balanced, but you know, uh, we can, we can, we can delve into that at another time. <laughs> we can unpack that at another time. Right? We can unpack that. Yeah. yeah. I think we, we did enough unpacking today. We have to be like, all right, you know, we did a good job unpacking. How do, you, um, how do you podcasters again? Is that a real term? Like podcasters? I like to think it is. Okay, we'll use podcasters. I would say I like podcasters podca- close. I like to call us pod fathers. Um, because oh, I am that's a, cool. That's I'm a, cool. I'm a daddy that's... in a way. No, no. Yeah. No. No, I like podcasters or pod fathers. Pod fathers. Pod gods, really. Pod, or pod I guess Canal was like Canal's like a co-host, solid co-host, but I'm like a pod god, you know what I mean? Like what the fuck so, is so, happening right now? I am unpacking <laughs> how <laughs> Oh my god at this basically i guess is what i'm saying no this is why this is why it's awesome being so not narcissistic because i can make jokes like this and people will just uh you know it's fine because they don't actually think i think like this maybe you intentionally got a low score so you could set up this one little bit that you would end the show with oh wow all right my machiavellian was a (laughs) 4.5 the point i was trying to make here though before we got into this whole pod for father business all right and um how do how do you how do you close a podcast while being fake you know how youtubers always say like you know 
Thanks for like, you know, watching my video. Make sure right. you like, comment, and subscribe. Comment, what do you probably have to sign up with? What do, what, what's the sign up? When, when no, why don't it, you show it off, man? Yeah, when I do it, off. and I know, I know Daniel's not a huge fan of it, but like, I just, cl- I, I'm not either. I go into my classic. Uh, well, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed, please let us know. Canal dot. What is it? Actually, I haven't sent her email in a really long. Dan dot fucked that up, man. You had it. You had Dan dot Canal at gmail.com or imrt.podcast on Instagram. There um, you go. You know, there's actually now that we're all here, there's been a lot of episodes too where we've just been, you know, making fun of Sid and stuff. And I guess he just never listens, so he's never. Uh, but he'll listen on. to this one five he'll, times. Sure, he'll listen to this on one it. twenty times. I'll get a message tomorrow <laughs> saying, "Guys, guess what? Just listen to it for the sixth time." Go to minute seven, forty-three seconds, and I can't believe I said that. Thirty-two. Huh? <laughs> Thirty-two. That's 32. the square. That's the square. If you if you flip the numbers around, it's twenty-three. <gasps> and oh, we all know that Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player Shaq, of all time. So. Is he though? Yes, sir. Yes, he absolutely is. Okay. La Mickey LaFraud could never compare. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. He doesn't wow, have to go wow. to a Disney bubble to win a ring. <laughs> if it was so easy to win, how come the other teams didn't win then? Ba- oh, he's right. backed into a corner, guys. We got <laughs> Jesus, man. I think that, no, this is really time to end it. Yeah. All right, I appreciate having you guys on. Appreciate you get. <laughs> get Are you done the there, 32? Are you done there, 32? Do you have anything else to say before I sign you the fuck off, dude? I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a lot of fun. Oh, really? Are yeah. you going to get genuine? Fucking 32. Liam, what about yourself? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> any, any final thoughts on uh, the score or anything like that? No, I think I think it's an interesting test, and I'm glad that we that we got to unpack this today. Fuck, man, you got me using terms now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, got like, using you know, we, we know each other better now. Oh, yeah. you know, we we got to lean into that, you know? Anytime you talk to Sid, it's like, shit, I'm talking about 32 here. I got to... Be careful. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you as always for having me on the show. Thanks Definitely for coming on, guys. It. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate the lin- listeners. You guys gonna make fun of me? What? I appreciate the Linux. The liners. <laughs> I appreciate the Linners. As always, love you guys. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Ew. <I hate> Ew. <laughs> what, man? I'm trying. I wish right? they got to like, see the face that he made when he did that. I'm keeping all this in. Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We will see you next week for yet another episode. Yet another episode. Yet, yet another episode. Oh, oh, oh. This is the last time I'm here.